And welcome back, fourth and long fans. It's your footy correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess, here back with another AFL round, AFLW review. Round eight, we are getting towards the end of the season. Sadly, it will end, but I have myself a great co-host to go through round eight with me, Mr. Craig Wessels, the head guy of Yank on the Footy podcast. Craig, how are you doing, sir? I'm pretty good. Got my COVID vaccine and uh, re ready to get back to work tomorrow. Uh, we go, we go straight, we go straight to that. Uh, doesn't yeah. matter. We, but we, <laughs> we, we will, we will stay out of that particular pool. We will hop into the footy round eight. Sir, <laughs> I got to ask, what were your thoughts on the round of footy before we start diving into these games? Well, I'm I'm tired of seeing the cats only scoring field goals. Quite frankly, I'd love to <laughs> let's see you put the ball in the end zone for a touchdown for a change. Uh, no, it was the. <laughs> Can't help but be impressed by the the game that Darcy Vesio played. I mean, just uh, just a dynamite game. You know, I didn't. I saw bits and pieces of it. Went back and watched the highlights, and it just and she because she, she had five. She could have had seven or eight, mm -hmm. and she and she gave up the ball to teammates. You know, and uh, got goal assists out of it. But you know, she just did a had a dynamite dynamite game, and you know, they just just want you know huge huge blowout there against. Uh, you know, a, a club that's going to be looking for their first win this weekend and might just get it. We will, we will definitely see, but I know, I know yeah. that, that, that Carl, that Carlton team is they're hitting, they're hitting their stride. Unfortunately, let's see if we, they're going to be a few, few weeks too short. So let's hop into it. We kind of already dove into it a tiny bit. Carlton beats the gold coast suns, 87, 27 by 60 points. And I, I have to agree with you, sir, Darcy Vesio, has to get the nod for best on ground. Some absolutely outstanding goals. Uh, a, a mark of the year contender. She was just absolutely yes. on the field. Yes. Yes. I apologize for my dogs in the background. They're going nuts right now out in the front room. But uh, hopefully that'll they'll shut up here shortly. But yeah, it, it was a uh, it was a good matchup. And uh, as you said, they're they're peaking at the right time. But they're you know they're also finding themselves in a position where they're having to rely on other people mm -hmm. to make the six and we'll see if that happens. You know, I, I, as we were talking about off air, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to rely on uh Freeman or getting that win this week. Yeah, we will definitely have to see. I know that this this Carlton team, there's so many so much talent. I think this year has just been kind of mired with some mediocre performances. I mean, the first couple of games, they just did not play well, and they just they've they've been battling every year. They've they've been a battle team, but unfortunately, I think their their zero and two start I think really really hurt them earlier in the years. We will have to see. We do have one more round to go. They'll 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 all be sitting on their on their couches hoping that Frio can pull off the the upset. But we will definitely have to see. We will move on. Let me ask to, you one thing before we before we sure. go on here. Not a problem. Back to Fremantle, Fremantle here. Did they with with all of the the state closures and such? Didn't they end up playing West Coast twice? Yep, yep. They played so West who, Coast who did twice. they who did they end up not playing? I don't know off the top of my head because uh, the, the schedule has bounced around a couple of times. Okay, I don't um, remember who it was. Yeah, I, I know. Unfortunately, and I think that's one of the things that several people have brought up is that well, Frio played well, but you also got to look at it too. If we go back, if if we go back, Frio only beat West Coast in the first one by only seven points. So right, it's not right. like they sat there and won by the seventy-five or whatever that they won a couple of rounds ago. Right. In, in that same margin, so I, that 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 though I understand the the argument 
Okay, I really do. That many people seem to have selective amnesia when it comes to it that Frio didn't get two huge uh, percentage boosts. They got one, and only one by six in the uh, and only one by six in round two. If I remember, if I remember correctly. In fact, I will pull that up really quickly. They won by nine. So they only beat West Coast in the first performance by nine. Yes, that was in a downpour and absolute, absolutely atrocious. Yeah, that was that was awful weather conditions for footy but i think that's the one thing that everybody's like well they played west coast twice well they only destroyed west coast once so i i understand yeah well that's 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 a good point that's a good point the, the season's kind of funky i know but in the long run they had to play that game if they wanted to not have an unbalanced ladder when it comes to games played and, and i completely yeah. understand that so but we, we, we will see frio is still a solid team i think they deserve to be in the finals we'll just have to see who they play. We'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to our Frio discussion, a tiny bit, tiny, right. a tiny bit here towards the end of the round. We'll go to what, what we would almost have to call the defensive battle of the round. <laughs> the long versus GWS. GWS pulls out a seven point win down in Cadenia park. I, I mean, I, the one thing you got to give Geelong though, is that they're, they're defensively sound. They held a, a GWS team that can put up some points sometimes only to 16 points. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's a, uh... As you, as we were saying off air, they just, you know, they've been absolutely decimated with injuries this year. And, I, and I'm looking through the uh, the team stats from the round, and they were they were even in most cases. Mm-hmm. You know, 23 free kicks to 19. You know, 23 to 20 in clearances. Mm-hmm. You know, the big difference was, uh, and this is an indicator of how tough it is for Geelong to score points. Marks inside the 50, eight for uh, GWS, and only two for the Cats. Yep. You know, the Cats just they just struggle getting the ball forward. And it's uh, that's going to be something that's going to take some work between uh, April and uh, December to get resolved for next year. Yeah, definitely going to have to work on some hands catching those marks high. And if I remember correctly, I think the weather started to turn kind of later on in this game. So I, so I think that that probably kind of stifled scoring a little bit too, like it normally does. Well, it, unfortunately, it, well, it, cer- cer- it certainly wasn't going to help in this situation. Not, not and I'm at saying all. that I'm saying that as a cat supporter, you know, realizing that. Uh, yeah, there's a, there was an old movie from back in the 60s called The Gang That Couldn't Shoot Straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just kind of the gang that couldn't shoot, period, at uh, this point uh, in time. Yeah, well, it, but it, it's growing pains. This Geelong, no, you're right, you're right. The one, the one thing you got to give Geelong, I, rem- I remember Ginger, who I talked with last week, says that they've been really, really trying to focus on keeping a lot of the girls from the Geelong area on the team, which I think uh-huh. it's an interesting strategy. Let's see if it pays off. It might take a little bit, but I think I think eventually it'll work out for them. And the Cats, it's, it's going to take years. The Cats are only two years old. Right. So it'll take a little time, but. I mean, it, you one of those. You chalk this up as an experience that you didn't get blown out. You kept in it. You kept in with it with a team that's a little, a lot further up the ladder than you are. So you got to, you got to take. You hate saying it as a coach. You hate saying the moral victory, but but you got to take the moral victory out of this one. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Okay, so we move on from there to Collingwood v. St. Kilda and Collingwood back to their normal selves, beating the St. Kilda Saints 59-13, a 46-point win. And, man, Collingwood bounces back from kind of an atrocious game against Brisbane where they just couldn't pull it out late, and they decide, the Saints, you are going to be our kicking dummies. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Looking at at the stats there, you know, just – just dominating them, you know, just in terms of disposals, you know, more than over a hundred disposal for, you know, more disposals than St. Kilda had uh, 11 marks inside 50 to one for St. Kilda as well. Just, you know, 
Mm-hmm. They, they just really throttled them. And it's, uh, it's, it, they're peaking at the right time as well. And they, you know, they've, you know, we'll get into what's up, what's up for them here in the near future, but uh, it's going to be going to be an interesting week this week. Yeah, I completely agree. Chloe Malloy doing what she normally does. And then the fact that you get Ash Brazel back from injury and she, and she plays really, really well for Collingwood who had a couple of injuries from their back line, but this, this Collingwood team, they're going to be a tough out in the finals for sure. I, 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 if I'm one of the teams in the finals, I'm, I'm not looking forward to playing this Collingwood team because you're most likely going to be playing them in Victoria, which they played really, really well at home. Um, th- this is going to be a tough, tough team to beat. We will move on from there. We'll hop up to Brisbane, and Brisbane continues its big scalp, and it takes down the North Melbourne Roos, beating them 35-20, a 15-point win by the Brisbane Lions. I mean, sir, it, would, I, would it be a stretch to say that Brizzy is putting their hand up as they are a flag contender in this year's AFLW? I think so. And, and I just, I actually just watched this game earlier today while I was doing some things for school. I had it up on the, on the television um, as you and I were trading messages as well, but yeah, Brisbane has, has got themselves turned around here and uh, yeah, they've, they've definitely got themselves sprinting towards, towards finals here rather than limping into finals. You know, they've uh, sure they could certainly put some more points up on the board, but they have done a nice job defensively and, uh, and uh yeah, throttled a, a pretty decent, you know, kangaroos club that has mm-hmm. been pretty good at putting putting points on the scoreboard as well. Yeah, for sure. This this North Melbourne team has stars on almost every part of the ground, but they, but this this game for me, I look at the, I look at the score totals four eleven to two eight. I mean, the goal kicking. The, the only part that would bother me a tiny bit if I'm a Brisbane supporter or even a North supporter is is that. Come finals time, when it's tough and it's hard, you got to kick goals. And when you're kicking behinds like this, you, you just never know. And I think it was one of the things last year that killed Brisbane's men's team. Yes. The, the inaccuracy in front of goal can kill you in the finals. So the biggest thing I think if I'm the coaches for either of these squads is, is I'm practicing goal kicking because the, the fact that you're, you're quadrupling your behinds compared to your goals, I mean, it is can be a massive killer um, as we go on to this final series for sure. We move on to, and I'm going to say it right here, kind of the darling team of the AFLW this year, and that is the Richmond Tigers beat the West Coast Eagles 42-34 in a cracking game of football. The, the I mean, the Richmond Tigers, if it weren't for kind of an 0-3 start where they played some of the better teams in this conference, they're one of the hotter teams in the AFLW lw right now winning three of their last four they have been yeah they've been uh you know they they got their first win a few weeks ago down in geelong and they uh they've they've pretty much continued it they and i think just getting that that first scalp if you will has Mm -hmm. been getting the proverbial monkey off their back and has allowed them to relax and just go out and and play the game and i think that the same thing will will happen maybe with one of the other clubs this weekend in that that showdown game that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's, uh, it's just, it's great to see them, you know, playing this well, because you've, you've seen, and and I know I've said this and it's, you know, that I talked about this in episodes on my show that, you know, that I think that last year you saw a bit of a step back because I, you know, you could argue that the, that the comp grew too quickly by adding four clubs and they may not Mm -hmm. have had four clubs worth of talent, 
to, you know, to have competitive teams out there. You're going to have teams that are going to be the, the Washington generals, if you will, mm-hmm. of the, uh, of the AFLW. And for those of you who are in Australia, that's the team that play the Harlem Globetrotters all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. Yeah. I just, the, the, the talented young players are starting to come good right now. I mean, Ellie McKenzie is showing why she was the number one overall draft pick. She was absolutely electric. Mo Conti is, is an absolute gun in the midfield. Katie Brennan, doing Katie Brennan the way she was before she moved up before she moved to Richmond getting that just being an absolute pain in the rear end up front she's so right, right. hard to stop Frederick up front is also getting stronger their defense is, is getting better and better each and every game this is a Tigers team that if they can put up a couple more pieces in the offseason I mean they legitimately have the building blocks to be a finals team as early as next year next year yeah I think you're right they just—they are so much fun to watch. They—they—they they, they move the ball well. They've—they've they've got great talent in the midfield. I think they just have to shore up a couple of pieces in the back and the front. And I think they, next year, they are going to be a very fun team to watch for sure. We move on over to Adelaide, where the Adelaide Crows kind of put the kibosh on the Western Bulldogs season, seventy-eight twenty to a fifty-six point win. Are the crows back to well, the crows? It, it sure looks like it. I mean, they they just were, they were dynamite. And you know, yeah, I've watched uh, you know the Bulldogs play many times this year, and uh, they generally played very well. But they just they just got steamrolled this week, mm-hmm. and uh, and the crows were. I I think they uh, they demonstrated why they were the last team to win a premiership and. Who knows? They may be the next team to win a premiership as well with the way that they played. Yeah, they just they have just so many yeah, stars just, and they're all yeah. playing so well. And I, I, I'm just looking here at the, at the stats. 38 inside 50s. Mm-hmm. 30, 38. That's basically nine and a half, ten of them a quarter mm-hmm. in 60 minute quarters. Mm-hmm. So what every minute and 15 seconds, they're putting the ball inside their own 50. Yep. You do that, you're going to have a lot of opportunities to score points. And the best part is they were much more accurate than in some of the games earlier in the season being 12-6. So that was definitely – Right, right. And just you could, you could kind of tell that uh, the dogs, just their midfield, just could not get a hold of the footy. Ellie Blackburn was kind of down a little bit. And then with the, with the lack of service, Izzy Huntington started slowly moving up the field because she wasn't getting the ball. Bonnie Toogood, mm-hmm. uh, she, she was pretty solid. I mean, she had – I think she had at least two or if not all three of the goals for, for Western. So she had a, herself. A yeah. She was two, one. Yeah. Yeah. When, yep. she, when she got the footy. So she was very solid, but other than that, that defense, I felt so horrible for some of those Eleanor Brown, Sarah Hartwig, that defense, they were just under the pump all game long mm-hmm. played really well for when they could get a hold of the footy. They just, you, you kind of felt bad for them after a while because they were literally thrown to the wolves, uh, pardon the pun. And so, Oh man, but that's that well, game got hard looked, to watch. Looked, it looked a little bit like Geelong's defense, where they spent the entire game in the defensive fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it just, it was really a, just a, a tough game for them, and uh, and that one right there, I think it, you can say it's it. Well, it did seal their fate for this year. Yep. You know, they're they would have to have a miraculous series of events happen to be playing finals, and I. I I don't see that happening. 
unfortunately. And, and their, yes. their, gift, their gift is a hot Richmond Tigers team in the last game of the season, unfortunately. Yes. This, the, unfortunately for the doggies and, and Frode, we both know you really well. Unfortunately, your, your doggies don't, are not, was not exactly given a gift for the last game of the year, unfortunately. No, and, and he, he won't like my tip either. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. And, <laughs> I think he gets a kick out of it. I think the last three episodes I've given him a shout out for once. Yeah, but I got I got a kick. He's he's hey he's he's a well known Western Bulldogs fan. You can't you can't deny that the guy is passionate about his team for sure. Oh, he absolutely is. Yes. Oh yeah. So we will move on to probably what what is hard to not hard to argue is the the game of the round. The Fremantle Dockers hosting the Melbourne Demons and the D's go to Western Australia and get a five point. When, sir, how shocked were you that this D's team has come out and again found a way to beat a team above them in the standings? I'm, it's, it's impressive. I mean, it's just, it is, I, I, I tip Fremantle. I didn't think that the D's were going to beat them out there. I just thought the Demons had been playing such great defense all year that they were, they were just, just going to shut them down. Mm-hmm. And it was just going to, it was going to continue that way. And it was going to, roll into finals that way mm-hmm. and you know I don't know if uh what happened at the outset of the game with uh Kira Bowers you know changed the the complexion of what Fremantle was going to do during the rest of the game you know did it did it warrant you know or did it result in them deciding to to kind of reflexively change the way they approached playing the game I mm-hmm. I, I don't know that but it's just it was just yeah, and I yeah. enough about but enough about Fremantle. The the D's did a great job going out there and doing what they had to do to win this game and put themselves in a terrific position. Oh yeah, their their, yes. their midfield, the, the the D's midfield. I got to give it that they 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 played a star-studded midfield from Frio and they found a way to to win to win so many so many ruck taps they came down with it whether it was Paxman whether it was Zanka whether it was Lily Mithin I mean and everybody knows the last couple of episodes I've become a member of the Lily Mithin fan club she's absolutely <laughs> awesome um just the D's just they wanted it more like I I, I don't mean to say it and to, to the Frio fans that watch this I, I'm not bashing I'm not I'm not saying Frio didn't but it just seemed like the D's wanted it more there were the, to the contested footies, the D seemed to be there a little bit more. And then you also got to look at it too. The goal kicking again, like we said at a couple of, uh, a couple of games earlier is yeah. if you look at the score, four, eight to five, four, seven, eight, five, seven. Yeah. One goal, one goal kick more for Frio. And this is a draw. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so it's kind of, it's one of those where our Frio's goal kicking issues, which I mean, they were, they're a volume team. They like to kick as many as they can. They love to, they love to get there. Right. Um, did it backfire in this game because they missed a few shots that probably they should have buried. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the at the numbers here that uh, you know that their uh, their kicks per per handball were even higher in this game than they were during their season average. Mm-hmm. You know, at two point almost, you know, two point four almost. I mean, it's just that still is mind boggling that they're that they're kicking the ball at that rate. Yep. Yeah. You know, with they, his they almost become a soccer team. They like to kick it out in front and let the runners run underneath it, which is quite an interesting strategy, which, which you would almost think it'd be interesting how they do it because they do kind of use the weather in Perth with the heat a little bit to their advantage, because you can definitely tell some of the teams that go over to Perth, have a little bit of trouble come that late fourth quarter when you have to continue to chase, continue to chase, continue to chase. That's a good point. 
but the D's kind of held it a little bit. They were they were really really smart with the footy. They tried when they did turn it over. They they got back defensively. I, I think their their defense handled really well. Seeing Daisy Pierce up front is very interesting to me still because she's become full forward Daisy Pierce, which is quite I, I think hilarious because she's never been a goal she's never been a huge goal kicker so for her to go up forward and now be just as dangerous up forward is is i think it's been a, a brilliant move by by the d's coach there so I, i'm very interested to see how this d's team goes in the finals because they these last couple of weeks have solidified their spot and they are going to the finals for sure right and you and you have to well, we'll talk about the games that are that are upcoming here in a moment, but uh, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens with regards to to how that game ends up being played. Because mm-hmm. I think I think you could maybe see some some things akin to what happens in the NFL in the final round of the season, in the mm-hmm. final final week of the season, occurring once the team has a playoff spot wrapped up. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be it'll be quite interesting to see how that goes. So that will be the end of round eight. Only one more round to go. So we have to talk. We've been talking about it. Who are the teams that are looking at the finals? And I gotta say, Craig, I I, I look at this, I look at this ladder, and I, I'm am I am I jumping off too big a limb here to say that I I I have a feeling that our six that are in the finals right now, I'm pretty confident they're going to be the six that are going to be playing for the flag at the end of the year. I think you're probably right. I mean, I do think that I do think Carlton is going to come out this week and, and try to put a hundred points on the board against GWS. I think they're just going to go, you know, a hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. to try to put as many, as many points on as they possibly can, just in case they get, mm-hmm. This, that spot in this in, in number six spot, just in case Fremantle does knock off North. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Cause you, cause you look at it right now. So, so you have three teams at 16 points, four points back Carlton Western and GWS. And, and you look at it, GWS and Carlton play each other, but Carlton has that superior percentage at 128 and they are only behind North Melbourne by 19 and North right, Melbourne right. plays Frio. So, I mean, if you're a Carlton blues fan here, I mean, what are you cheering for more? That Carlton puts up the points, or you hope that North Melbourne gets blown out by Frio? Yeah, yeah, that's well. You, I think you're hoping for both. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I think you're you're really hoping that both of those things occur. But uh, you know, one, the ruse have to lose. Uh-huh. You know, but if that doesn't happen, it doesn't matter what happens yep. in the uh, in the Carlton game. Yep. Even yes, a draw, yeah. even a draw moves them on because two point two points move two points. I mean, there's that's yes, exactly. Four, so exactly, the ruse is perfectly fine here. Yeah, and I'm looking at the uh, the times here. I'm I have a look at the schedule for round nine here in terms of when they're being played. Uh, let's see here, real quick. Come on, machine load. I've got this up. Open up on a, on my Chromebook here. Looking at this real quickly. Here, I can, I got it. If you it want me to, I know be. North Melbourne and Frio play at 9 p.m. hour to my time, at least here in the Central Time Zone, and the Carlton GWS game does not play until Sunday. So they are okay. So they're going to know already. They're going to know two days okay. before what they need to do. Yes. It's quite interesting because GWS comes in. I I don't think they're going to get. 70 percentage points in this game so you almost come out of gws is do they play spoiler and play defensive style to keep carlton from scoring because gws is going to know what carlton needs to score to win the game right right or to or to move on Mm -hmm. 
but oh yes yeah i know what you, yeah so if yeah that's if Fremantle wins mm-hmm. yeah if free if Fremantle loses this game then then gws can kind of just let it fly yep, yep. yeah they, so. they, they won't really matter at all but that it'll definitely be interesting considering that's the second game of the weekend um I don't know. I, I Carlton really I is the only team I could potentially see getting in there. That the, the, unfortunately North is probably cussing cussing the the schedule maker so much because they did get a game that quite frankly, if if everything goes wrong, Frio could put up a good amount of points. I just I think North Melbourne's coaching staff will know play a good solid defensive game of footy whether you win it or not getting to the finals is almost more important if you can at least keep the game close whether you win it or not i don't think it'll matter but i I, yeah yeah i i I see i see north losing that game but i just i don't see them losing by 30 40 50 points to the point where it's going to give carlton some hope on no offense blue bagger fans but i i just don't see north losing by that big a margin well and you know, and they've lost, you know, they lost their most recent game, but you know, then Fremantle's lost two out of their last four as well. So, I mean, they've, mm-hmm. they've had some, they've had some issues as well. And, uh, you know, somebody's going to be missing this week too. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that that's going to be something that's going to be tough for them to overcome. Yeah, I, I keep losing Kira Bowers to the MR to the MRO suspension on that tackle on Eden Zank. Did you actually get a chance to see that tackle? Yeah, I was. I did watch that game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in your opinion, do you think do you think it's the right call? I, you know, I I, I think we're being I think we're being very cautious. Um, yeah, I. Part of me thinks that that maybe, and I and I don't know if this is the case, is the mindset that it's better to suspend the player than, than find them since they're not being paid that much to begin with. I'm not really Uh, sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I know the MRO has been really, really, really kind of find happy a little bit. And I mean, the only argument, and and I've heard, I've heard several, several Frio fans who who I'm friends with on social media have pointed out the fact that Eden Zanka did not leave the game. She stayed in the game. She didn't come out. So you have a lot of arguments that maybe this MRO suspension was a little excessive for the outcome, which unfortunately has been kind of the problem with many of these suspensions, even in the men's game, is that it's, um, it's all it outcome more than doesn't bode well for happened. Patty Dangerfield then. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, but that that'll be a different episode. We, we yes. both, I think we'll we'll both probably have our own episode and our own thoughts on that. <laughs> one. Um, I'm. We, we we can we can each discuss that in our own individual exactly. podcast. We, we exactly. will stay with the women's game. We we will not jump into that particular pool here. <laughs> um, I I hope she gets off, but unfortunately, I have a bad feeling that they're, they're probably just going to take it so then they can get her into the finals. Just because, right, right. Unfortunately, and I think they're they're solidly in, so I don't think they're going to want the headache. Um, so, but we will see. I, I know for me, I think fine, Max. I, I, yes, her face did hit the ground first, but Zenka stayed in the game. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I will. I will feel. I, I feel you, Frio fans. I think that was a little harsh. Um, a little harsh on Miss Kiara Bowers, one of the best players in, in the competition this year. Oh man. So, so I got to ask with one game left in the season, I, and I know you've been keeping an eye on this just as much as me. I mean, is there anybody that you see? as your favorite for the Brown low medal for the women's season this year? 
Yeah, I've got, I, well, I would have thought Kira Bowers might have been a, a good choice, but um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be happening now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I, and, it, and it's, it's more, of a, a, more of a midfielder's type of war, at least it is in the, in the oh, men's comp. I, yeah, I, I would have thought, you know, I thought maybe Ellie Blackburn would have been an interesting choice for that, but she's, you know, they, they've kind of fallen off and lost a few games in a row as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's been she's been somebody that's been out there that's become quite a name not only in terms of playing but now she's even doing broadcasting games as well. So yes, which has been great to see to see that happening mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I I thought Bowers would have been a great choice, but uh, looks like that's not going to be happening right now. Which is which that's a whole other debate in terms of you know eligibility for those kinds of awards, whether or not you've been suspended or fined to that sort of thing. I, mean, well, that's, I, think, uh, I think I think that's the reason why they call it best and fairest because they don't want a fairest person being somebody suspended. So I, I understand the argument. I, for me, if Bowers does miss and is unavailable, it's really going to be hard to keep Bree Davey from Collingwood from winning it just because she's just been so solid for a Collingwood team that I mean, yeah. until two weeks ago was undefeated, was the best team in the comp. Many people has already many people still peg them as a potential flag contender this year. Uh, um, for me, I go Bree. I think Bree Davy. I think this is Bree Davies to lose, unless you know, maybe Jazzy Garner from North Melbourne. She's had another amazing season for herself. Um, you know, unfortunate part is with a couple more losses, sometimes the referees kind of look down on that a little bit. You don't get as many points in a loss as you would unless you're have an absolutely superstar performance. I've noticed that in the men's that it seems like the winner, the winner of the game tends to be the person tends to have the three point player. And I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it's the refereeing. Maybe it's how they see it. I don't know. But for me, I'd go Jazzy Garner from North Melbourne or Bree Davey would be my team. Yeah. Unfortunately, now that Kira Bowers, unfortunately, looks like she will, she will not be eligible for that prestigious award. Right, right. Unfortunately. So we will, we will jump from there. We have to talk about it. Let's go to round nine. Oh, my gosh. Some absolutely – some insane matchups here if everybody plays it fairly i'm hoping they do with only nine games i i don't think the coaches are going to play let's rest our players for the finals so let's hop into it we already kind of teased it a little bit on your tip a little bit first game of the day victoria witten oval the doggies get the scorching hot tigers do i sense a little bit of a tigers army jump on by mr Craig? well i They've got the, they've got those black and gold uniforms, which makes it really difficult for me. Um, but you know, they've won three out of four. The Bulldogs have lost three in a row. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the hot hand fallacy is not a fallacy this week, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Tigers in this game. I just think that they're gonna go into this into the off season with a lot of positive vibes. You know, they're 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 playing loose and free. They're they're mm-hmm. they're they're playing well. I mean, they're, and they're very, they're learning how to win. And, you know, the Bulldogs have got some star power, but they've, they've really struggled to put some things together the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that their, their trajectories are, are distinctly different from one another right now. Yeah. I completely agree with you on that one. I'm going to tip the Bulldogs only because I think there's just a tiny bit more seasoned experience last game of the season but I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say this, Brode. Please don't hate me for this. It will not shock me if you are correct, and the and the and the and the Tigers win this because I mean their 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 midfielders have just been playing out of their minds. They've just been getting better each and every week, and I kind of 
with the doggies being out of the out of the finals, um, I'd be worried a tiny bit if I'm a doggy supporter of some of these girls checking out and being like, I'm done. We're done. We're, we're not going to make the finals. We were, we, we thought we were, they may check out a little bit, which we sometimes notice in the men's game. So I'm, that'll be my okay. biggest thing is the first 10 minutes of the game. How do the dogs come out? Do they come out flat and let the tigers get on them? Or do they yeah. come out with a little bit of snarl underneath them and, and kind of right, take, right. take these, these young tigers to the sword. And, so, and part of this, Part of this has to be also, you know, and I don't know everybody's contract situation, mm-hmm. but but some people are playing for jobs next year. Yep. You know, whether it be with that club, because that club may be making a decision, yeah, we're going to go ahead and bring you back, or nah, we saw the effort you put forth in the last round for, for whatever team, whatever one of the 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 the, uh, the the fourteen clubs. Not just I'm not not just the Bulldog, but any of the clubs. They're going to be looking at at. How did you perform? How much effort did you put in round nine when things were not going well? And can we count on you to put forth a positive effort next year if we give you another contract? Definitely. I, I completely agree. I, like I said, I, I think the doggies come out with a little snarl, and I think they, I think they win this game, but I think the Tigers are going to stay in this. The Tigers are going to stay in this one. I think this is less than two goals, in my opinion, because – I, the, the talent where the Richmond has the talent, I think will balance out the midfield. Ellie Blackburn's I, I think Ellie Blackburn and Mo Conti is going to be an absolute dynamic uh, matchup to watch. I'm going to have so much fun. And can Ellie McKenzie continue her absolutely white hot form right now? She's been absolutely electric. I will not shock me if she wins rising star of the year, because she has just been absolutely outstanding the last two mm-hmm. or three weeks. So we move on from there to, to probably the game that I think everybody is talking about because we, i mean we've just discussed it for several yeah, yeah. Super minutes now and that is north melbourne down in arden street hosting the Fremantle dockers yeah i uh i'm i'm, I'm tipping north on this one mm-hmm. they're playing they're playing at their home ground they are pretty much in a position where they have to win and get in or win to make sure that they stay in mm-hmm. i should say to, you know to ensure that uh that that the uh that the blues are not able to jump them in the standings. So they, they can't rest on their laurels and count on Carlton losing mm-hmm. or GWS winning that game. They'd have to go out and, and win their game and deal with their own business first. Yep. So I, th- I think that the, that the kangaroos are going to take this one maybe by eight to 10 points. It just, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a wide margin of victory again, because I think it's going to be low scoring because neither one of them have really lit up the scoreboard a lot lately. I completely agree with you. I am, I am the same. Uh, the travel from Western Australia back to the back to the East Coast is never easy. Um, the other thing I look at it too is is that Frio almost lost that game to Carlton two weeks ago mm-hmm. in Melbourne in Victoria as well. That travel is not easy. The fact that they had that tough game, they had that tough game over the weekend against Melbourne. I just I think North comes out kicking and screaming. They're gonna they they know that this is their survival to make the finals. And I think Frio without Kiara Bowers is just not gonna have the same spark. I think they're gonna kinda okay, we're gonna let you we're gonna let you get in and then we'll, we'll kind of see how everything goes. I mean, I, I don't think they're gonna pack it up and let North roll them over, but I just think there's just a little too much on the side of North to be able to, for Frio to overcome, but you never know. I, I'm gonna go North on this one, but um, I don't know. I just, I, I feel, I'm feeling North on this one. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, we jump from there. We'll jump down to Casey Fields, also in Victoria, for another marquee matchup. The the absolutely in fuego Melbourne Demons host the Giant Killers in the Brisbane Lions. So we got to say, both teams <laughs> have been Giant Killers over the last few weeks. Who's the one that takes out? Who's the one that wins this one? Uh, you know, what, three in a row and four in a row here. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, is, this is the one that I was talking about being one that could be very similar to an NFL Week 17 game where my team has clinched a playoff spot. I'm not going to risk the injury of my quarterbacks and my backup quarterbacks playing that type of thing. You know, Brisbane's going to be, I think, in the, you know, in the top two. You know, if, you know, and I, I say that only because, well, they're not going to see the Adelaide score until afterwards, I believe. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of things going on with percentages here as well. Because, you know, Fremantle loses – they're 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 going to be six and three. Mm-hmm. Melbourne loses to Brisbane. They're six and three. You've got you've got you know the possibility of Adelaide knocking off the other seven and one club right now, possibly getting into the number two spot, getting that by that bye week. Mm-hmm. So does Brisbane? Yeah, you know, Brisbane would love to probably get that bye week and make sure everybody's healthy, ready to go. But if they see Fremantle losing, they might be inclined to give somebody a rest. It might be a little bit iffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I st- I'm still tipping Brisbane on this one because I think that they're going to, you know, the percentage is, is, what, 70 points higher. I think that, I think Brisbane's going to come out and, and win this one. I think Melbourne, you know, had a huge win this past week. And, uh, and I think that's, that's going to, you know, they're, they're in. I think they're going to be, you know, thrilled to be in. But I, I just think the Lions are going to, are going to have a little too much for him, for them here. And I think the Lions are going to take this one. Okay, so so for me, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna go the defense, and, and and here's and I'll and I'll point it out. And, and this is and for me, this is a couple of factors that I see. Brisbane has to travel down to Victoria because it's gonna be Casey Fields, and Melbourne has right. lost to Casey Fields into it has not lost to Casey Fields at all this year. My my Lily Myth and Fan Club membership, I, I don't want to <laughs> lose it, so so I can't go against. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I just I love what Melbourne is doing right now. I think they're absolutely in fuego. I think if they've got a shot to move up the ladder, they're going to push this one. And if Brisbane does rest people, it could yeah. back, it could, it could backfire a little bit. Uh, um, I just I love what Melbourne is doing right now. I think Daisy Pierce going forward has been great. Eden Zanka, Eden Zanka has been an absolute marvel in the midfield now. Karen Paxman with that wonderfully beautiful um, flowing. <laughs> her hair is absolutely amazing i mean you got to be a great footballer to be able to pull that off karen packman i got to give you that one that, that are, are we are we allowed awesome. to call it a mullet <laughs> I, I mean i i, I, I don't know how, I don't know how that works but you know you know i don't know does that does that work calling it a mullet on women i don't know and i'm going to probably get emails about it my apologies i don't i don't know the hairstyle you can see my hair okay for those of you that don't know i am bald so, <laughs> no, it's it's I I'm gonna go with the D's. I think I think they I think they've got some of the some of the strengths for them are in some of the places where I think Brisbane is a little bit uh, not as strong in the midfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're so solid going forward, but they got to give it. Chelsea Hotter, I love Hotter got herself a a rising star nomination. Congratulations to her. But is she gonna get the same? service that she has the, the last few weeks which has seen her get really really play really really well for brisbane so i'm gonna go with the d's on this one but i think that was well, a really good one i think if brisbane does does rest people then i think melbourne could very well will likely take it 
Oh, okay. Sure. They, they may just be resting on their laurels, pun sort of intended, and say, okay, we're ready to go into this seven and two mm-hmm. and get somebody healthy. Yeah. And which in some situations may not be a bad thing because then you make sure everybody's cherry ripe going into the finals, which is perfect. Right, right. Now we go to the most anticipated game of the round for at least half of this podcast. The <laughs> Gold Coast Suns at Metricon hosting this, the, the, G, the Geelong Cats. Somebody's going to get a win to end the season. Uh, am, I, am I jumping off to high a limb to say that you're going to jump on, you're going to keep your membership, and you're going to be a Cats supporter in this one? I am. I'm tipping the Cats here. I'm tipping the Cats in this game. But I did take the, the combined over underscore of 35 points. I took the under. No. <laughs> no, I'm tipping cats here. I just I think that you know, as we talked about off air, they're 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 playing and even not a little bit on air here, they're defensively they're still battling. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I'm I'm just I'm hoping, I'm praying, you know, I'm I'm being a homer here, okay? You're mm-hmm. right. I'm trying to hang on to my membership here because I uh you know, I, I did I have tipped against them in some of my decisions here, you know. Because if, if I, if, you know, which means I've gotten a lot of them correct this year that I should have gotten wrong yet had I tipped them for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I think that you know, they're, they've got some, a lot of young kids, but they've got so many injuries. And I just, I don't know. It, you've got people who are, again, playing for jobs for next year mm-hmm. and trying to show that, that they deserve a spot on that list. And it's same thing with Gold Coast, though, but I'm just – I'm going with my, my little Homer glasses on, and I'm going to take the cats in this one. There's not a problem with that. I, I, I'm notorious occasionally for doing that with my Swans in the men's competition. I'm going to go with Gold Coast. I think they've just got a little too much scoring, but I think this is going to be a good game. I really do. I, I think that their performance against GWS makes me a lot more confident that I think this game is going to be quite competitive. The biggest question will be is how does Geelong players handle the heat potentially of Queensland be, being still – at that particular right, time right. of the year, I think this is a close one. I think it's under. I think it's under two goals. I think Kalinda. I think Kalinda Howith may have herself a great game, which I think is one of the reasons why Gold Coast wins this game. But I think it's still. This is going to still be a good game uh, to watch for sure. We move on to it, and two very high on my list flag favorites face each other at Norwood Oval as the Adelaide Crows host the Collingwood Magpies. And sir, for me, this is the litmus test for the pies are they a legitimate team for the flag or are they a pretender that's gotten lucky this is this was a tough one to call and i i went with i went with the crows on this and because they're playing at home Mm -hmm. and i just you know i just they've got they've got a lot of experience they you know they they're the they're the guess you could argue the defending premiers since we didn't have one last year Mm -hmm. uh but i just i and after that shellacking they took from Fremantle a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. they've been they've been pretty darned good. And uh, you know they did drop one here, but they've won four out of five. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's gonna, yeah, they, I think that's gonna continue. Yeah, and I'm kind of the same way. I think Norwood Norwood Oval. I mean, if this was being played at, at, in in Collingwood, 
I would be much more, much more likely to, to pick Collingwood. I've said it the last, last couple of weeks and I've been pretty much accurate with it. It's so hard to tip against a team that has Aaron Phillips. I mean, that's just, that's just right. right. Aaron Phillips is on your, is, is donning your Guernsey. You feel much more confident in winning the game because she is an absolute game changer. Chloe Malloy on the other side is an absolute game changer, but the biggest question will be is does that team defense for Collingwood shut down Adelaide or do they get exposed in this game for playing some of the lower teams in the ladder? That's, that's how I really look at this. This, that will definitely be the matchup. I will be keeping an eye on is that defense is how, how that defense of Collingwood handles a, a star powered Adelaide Crows team. I'm going to tip the Crows, but I think this is less than two goals. I think this comes down to the wire, but Norwood Oval is so hard to win at. The Crows are so good at home. I'm going to tip the Crows on this one. So now we jump to what could be kind of an anticlimactic game if, if it goes yeah. the way we, we have it. GWS hosting Carlton in Blacktown. I mean, I mean, do we walk into this game a little flat? Because if North, if we tip right and North wins, this game really will be kind of that last hurrah for the season. Right. It's it's again, it's it's playing for pride. It's playing for a job for next year. Mm-hmm. Is what it ends up becoming. And I and I, if if North wins, then I don't know how this game's going to turn out. I mean, I would I would still think to me, I still think Carlton's a more talented club. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I. Who knows? Maybe Darcy Vesio decides, you know what? I had five last week. Let's have six this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe she decides to go for that. Maybe her, her teammates decide we're going to go ahead and give the assists to you this time to allow you to, you know, work on setting some sort of a, uh, an AFLW record here. Yep. You got to kick, got to kick eight to break the, to break Lachlan's from the Western Bulldogs record. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Carlton here too, but the fact that it's a playing up in, in Queensland played up in new South Wales has me thinking this game's going to be a tiny bit closer. Blacktown is always an interesting matchup because it seems like whenever they play at Blacktown with GWS, it's always rainy. So it'll, it'll be quite interesting to see how the weather is for that kind of mid after late afternoon game there. Um, I'm going to tip Carlton because I think Carlton just has a few too many stars in just the right place. Um, but but I, I was going to say, I would need to look and see what the, yeah, I know they've had some torrential rain and a lot of flooding mm-hmm. in the eastern part of the country right now. And I'm not, I think it was in New South Wales, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not exactly sure where though. Yep, there was there was a game. Yeah. I, I know there was at least one game in Sydney, a, a footy game in one of the lower leagues that got rained out because the pitch was basically. And I know I think an A league game was also rained out because it was it rained so much it was basically a lake. Well, so, yeah, I saw I saw something on Twitter today where there's a there was a grounds that had a couple of feet of water on it. Mm-hmm, exactly. So that'll definitely have to see. It, it, hopefully, they won't have to relocate that game due to the weather. Hopefully, that game will go okay. Um, but I think we'll both go with Carlton on that one just because yep. I, I think Carlton's just kind of lined a little bit too much. And then the piece de resistance to end the season, the West Coast Eagles facing the Saints out in Mineral Resources Park. I mean, do the Saints get themselves out of the conundrum that they are in or do the West Coast Eagles end on a little uh, on a positive note back in WA? It's hard to believe that at one time the, Eagle, or the, the Saints were two and two mm-hmm. and now they're two and six. And it's uh, I, I I tip the Saints on this one. I just think that they're a better club right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they've lost four in a row. I know the Eagles have won a couple, and you know they they played uh, Fremantle tough several weeks ago. They got hammered by them recently, but I'm going to tip the Saints. I think that just I 
I really don't know why. It's not a game that matters much. It's uh, it's basically like 15 years worth of Cleveland Browns games. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they, don't, they don't matter a whole heck of a lot, but. Yeah, unfortunately, but I mean, I, I just I just went through it. I mean, you said that they, they've been they've lost their last four. I mean, it's really yeah. hard to be really good when your four games are Adelaide, Melbourne, GWS, and Collingwood. Yeah, I mean, that that that's I mean, three of the three of those teams are going to be playing finals this year. So so being zero and four in that little stretch is is nothing is nothing to kind of hang your head on. And and the game right, right. WS was an absolute just I mean that was a downpour of downpours. So um, I'm gonna go with you on this. I'm gonna go with the Saints. I think the Saints just have a lot more firepower in just the right places. I know the the midfield for 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 West Coast has been just demolished with injuries and when you have uh meyer and patricios and some of the real really talented players that that Mm -hmm. think hilda has i think they're just gonna have a little too much which for the saints i kind of feel like they deserve that 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 winning because they started off really well they just kind of yeah they kind of petered out when they when they faced some really good teams this year unfortunately and that ran, ran into a buzzsaw. Exactly. Well, yeah. And three of your four teams are all going to play in the finals. It's hard to win yeah. one of the games. Yeah. Pretty, unfortunately. And that ladies and gentlemen is going to do it for this episode. AFLW round review and preview of the last round of the year. Craig, it has been awesome chatting with you, but I have hey, no take, problem. I have to take the time out. I know you are also a fellow footy podcaster with the yank on Yank on the Footy Podcast. I will let you talk about your podcast, where you can get a hold of it, and what new has just come out for you. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely new. Well, I yeah, I've been doing my podcast now since December 2019, and uh, yeah, I fell in love with the game about five years ago, and in 2019 decided I wanted to start talking to more and more people around the world about the game to try to tell people here in the states that hey, this is a wonderful game you should check out. Uh, you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter, but uh, probably the best place to find me would be at the new website that I just got up and running this weekend. It's called, it's a yank on the footy.com, a yank on the footy.com. And it's uh, got all the episodes there that you can link to. It's got links to where you can go find stuff on Apple or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you'd like to go. There's a spot for you to leave uh, voicemails. If you have any input or insight, anything like that, that you want to share or, uh, you know, message, there's a message board as well. You can sign up on the uh, subscription list as well. So you get new mess or new emails sent out to you with the new episodes as they come out. But I think it's going to be a pretty good little interactive uh, tool for me. So looking forward to seeing it get up and running. And that's absolutely awesome. So happy for you, sir. Your podcast is absolutely great. You've had some dynamite guests. In fact, I just hopped on recently just before the yeah, season started absolutely. to talk about my beloved swans. Yes, support. Yes, listeners of this. I talk about the swans. I do, um, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's it's absolutely awesome. If you get a chance, if you if you are not listening to Craig, please take a listen. He's got a very interesting podcast. It's a lot of fun to listen to. I love using my platform and his platform to be able to spread the word on footy, whether it's our podcast, whether it's his podcast. I love sharing different footy podcasts because i think in the long run we all want the same thing, and that's to see footy spread here in the states. So absolutely, absolutely. That, that will call it an episode, sir. You have yourself a wonderful evening. And fourth and long fans, this has been another AFL round review. We will be back next week with the last round and a preview of the finals. We cannot wait. We will see you next week. <laughs>